Our first lesson this morning is going to be taken from the book of Proverbs, the third chapter. It's a very simple statement that's made here from this Old Testament book of wisdom literature. You'll notice in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6 where the proverb, the author of this particular proverb makes the statement, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In all your ways acknowledge him and God will make your paths straight. That's a very encouraging statement, isn't it? To think that God is going to be working in my life providentially, and not just in one area, but in all ways. God is going to be working to make my paths straight. Now that sounds like God's going to be providing me with direction. That sounds like God's going to be at work so that I will, in taking that path, find it much easier if I meet the conditional aspect of this particular promise. And that's what I want us to see as we look at this proverb very quickly. And that is, it's a conditional promise. God will make your path straight, but he's going to do that only if in all our ways we acknowledge him. So as much as I want to focus upon the second part of that proverb, and we're going to do that in this lesson, I want to make sure I really get that first part. And the reason I want to get the first part is because I want the second part. I want God providentially working in my life so as to make my path straight. But I have to understand that in order for God to do that, then in all my ways I must acknowledge him. Now what does that mean? I don't know if I can answer that question so much in specifics as I can just say that it's a, it's a manner of life I think that he's referring to. I think it's a, it's a thought process that you go through in every phase of your life that is this, this matter of acknowledging God in all of our ways. I want to ask you to go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 28 because this is a statement that I think in many ways embodies this idea of acknowledging God in all of one's ways. And this is a, a statement that David makes to his son Solomon. David knew that Solomon would have a difficult task ahead of him as the king of Israel. It had been difficult for David. And it was going to be difficult for Solomon as well. But this was his son. And knowing that his son was about to enter a new chapter of his life, if you will, th these are the words that he, he gave to that child. He, he, he writes it, or he says in verse 9 of 1 Chronicles chapter 28, As for you, my son, Solomon, know the God of your father. Know the God of your father. There needs to be some intimate knowledge of God. And serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. Give yourself completely to the service of this God, knowing, knowing to the extent that it is possible, to the extent that he has revealed himself in his word, you know that God, but then serve him. 
Serve him with a whole heart. Serve him with a, a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and he understands every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. And again, I want you to be able to see it. I think I, I want to be able to see that, that when, when the proverb writer stated, in all your ways acknowledge him, not only is it a conditional promise, but it's a manner of life that God is looking for. God is searching. He is seeking. He is looking for lookers. He is looking for those who are searching for him. And he wants those who are going to make God their God, who are going to serve him with a whole heart. Another another proverb that sheds light on this matter is chapter 16, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. That sounds like a conditional promise as well, doesn't it? And I think that's another way of saying in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Well, if you commit your works to the Lord, you are acknowledging him in all of your ways and your plans are going to be established. God will make your path straight. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul provides a, a New Testament perspective, I, I would say an apostolic perspective on this same matter. And it's a very familiar passage, but it's uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6 where he writes to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, in everything, in all your ways, in all your ways, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You see, if in everything I am letting God know, I know that God. I've given my heart to that God. I'm serving that God. I'm going to go to that God that I know and in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving because I know that God blesses me, I'm going to let my request be made known to him. I think that's another way of saying in all your ways, acknowledge him. And this removal of anxiety is much simpler, it's much easier if in all my ways... I am truly acknowledging him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, we're commanded to walk by faith and not by sight. Well, again, that's acknowledging God in all of my ways if I can truly learn to walk by faith. I'm living based not on what I see, but I'm living based upon the God that I know. I'm making decisions, financial decisions, parenting decisions, marriage decisions, career decisions, brotherhood decisions, local church decisions, all of my decisions are being made in view of the fact that I put trust in God. I'm acknowledging Him in all of my ways. I believe that 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 sheds light on this. Pray without ceasing. Well, it's much easier to pray without ceasing to have that mindset of continuous prayer if in all of my ways I'm acknowledging God. Do you see the point? It's a conditional promise. I want God to make my paths straight, but there's something for me to do. 
There, there's something for me to do in my life, and that is I must acknowledge God. He has to be a part of everything that I do. I cannot compartmentalize my religion so that I put God in a box and I'll bring him out when I need him. I'll bring him out when I think it's important. I'll bring him out whenever I'm struggling or I'm suffering, but the rest of the time, I'm fine on my own. I can't live my life that way. I must acknowledge him in all of my ways. And if I do, there will be a promise that is going to be fulfilled. And that is, God's going to make my path straight. Well, let's, let's take a moment now to think about what that means. I know what I want it to mean, and I know what you want it to mean. I want it, well, my path's going to be straight. No more crooked paths. No more bumps in the road. No more obstacles. Everything from this point forward is going to be easygoing. I'm going to be living on easy street now that I have acknowledged God in all of my ways. Well, you know there's some, there's some mental incongruence whenever we begin thinking or speaking that way, isn't there? Because when I read the New Testament, when I read the Word of God, and I read of the lives of those men and women of great faith, I don't see that. I see lives of adversity. I see lives marked by difficulty and challenge and trial. And then when I looked at Jesus, well, did Jesus acknowledge God in all of his ways? I believe we could say without much thought, yes, Jesus did that. Did God make his path straight? Well, to the extent that God had a will for Jesus, that will was accomplished. God was with him. God was with him to the cross. He never let Jesus alone, so that promise was fulfilled in his life, and yet Jesus was persecuted. He was insulted. He was deserted. He was abandoned by many of his disciples. And again, you see that continuing in the lives of those apostles who were called by Jesus. They did not have easy lives. And then you read the, about the New Testament church, those who became Christians because of the, the teaching and the preaching of the apostles. Were their lives easy? Did Jesus ever say anything in his preaching and his teaching that it was going to be easy? No, he didn't. In Matthew chapter 7, you can see the language, the, the thoughts that's being expressed as, as Jesus was preparing his disciples for kingdom living. And he said to them in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 7, to enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. We don't even have to be a religious person to understand that the majority take the path of least resistance. Most people are not going to do what is difficult. They're going to do what is easiest for them. Well, Jesus is making it clear right here that this, this path that God is going to make straight, it's going to be a narrow door. It, 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 the, the gate is going to be wide that leads to destruction. But the path that's going to lead to eternal life is going to be narrow. And then in Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 34, he complicates this thought even more for those who want the easy way out. 
when he states in verse 34, Matthew chapter 10, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring, to bring peace, but a sword. Which is an interesting statement from the king of peace. <laughs> the one who by his death broke down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. The one who is referred to as the, the prince of peace. And he said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Well, in terms of human relationships, in terms of what is on this side of eternity, this straight path that God is going to make for us is not necessarily, in fact, very seldom is it, the easy path. I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and, and a man's enemies will be the, the members of his household. Well, when you begin to follow Jesus, it's going to bring you into conflict with many, even within your own household. It's not the easy path to be a disciple. When you begin to acknowledge God's God in all of your ways, you're going to, stop, you're going to start bumping up against the world because the world doesn't do that. And if the world is in your house, it's going to be even more difficult. And then he says in verse 37 that he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. And again, none of that speaks of the traditional thinking that a straight path is going to be an easy path. What did Paul write in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12? Indeed, all who live righteous in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now, that's a promise. If you live righteous in, in Christ Jesus, you're going to suffer persecution. No one's going to be exempt from that. That always begs the question in my life, if I'm not suffering some form of persecution, then I need to look at my life. I need to look at how I'm living and ask myself the question, am I living a righteous life? I mean, if I am on easy street, then maybe something's wrong. Maybe I'm not living the life that God wants me to live. One passage that helps me in all of this is found in the book of James, and it's a very familiar passage, but I want you to look at it within the context of this lesson. I want you to look at this with fresh eyes. It, again, is an encouraging passage of Scripture, but it doesn't say anything about easy. In James chapter 1, beginning at verse... Uh, well, let's just go back up to verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So he's speaking about difficulties. He's writing about difficulties and trials and, and suffering in life. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. If I'm acknowledging God in all of my ways, I'm living with an awareness, aware, an awareness of God that I've never experienced before. And I know that whenever that road gets bumpy, I know that whenever I find myself being tested, whenever I find myself being, being persecuted, I know that God is testing my faith. And the stronger my faith becomes, the easier that path will be. It's not that the path is no longer going to have bumps. 
It's just that I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, a better vehicle. <laughs> I'm going to have a better vehicle to navigate those difficult roads. I'm going to have bigger tires. I'm going to have a better suspension. I'm going to be able to four-wheel my way through life because God's testing me and in the process of that testing, as I not acknowledge him in all my ways, I'm becoming stronger. And then verse 4, let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Well, if I am mature, and that's what perfect here means, if I am spiritually mature, if I am whole, if I am lacking in nothing, isn't the road going to be easier? Aren't the trials going to be much more easy for me to deal with if that's who I am? The whole person is the healthy person. Isn't the healthy person going to be able to recover from sickness much more quickly than the sick person? Isn't the healthy person going to have a better immune system so as to be able to fight off viruses than the person whose immunity is weak? What does the immune person rightfully do? Following the doctor's orders, stay away from people. Well, you stay away from people, then you're less exposed to those illnesses that can make you even more ill. Well, in life, sometimes we want to live our lives that way and stay away from problems and avoid problems and avoid challenges when that's the very thing that's going to build our immune system. That's the, those are the very challenges that are going to be used by God to make our paths straight. And all of this comes to a head, I think, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 38, where Paul wrote to the church at Rome that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love the Lord. Well, again, that sounds like a, a New Testament way. Bless you. That sounds like a New Testament way of expressing the, the, the thought of the proverb. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Well, if I'm acknowledging God in all my ways, then, then what can be said of me? I think what can be said of me if in all my ways I'm acknowledging God then I love God, don't I? I love the Lord. If in all my ways I am acknowledging Him, then that means I love the Lord. And if I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might, I believe God's perfectly capable of making all things work together for good. That's Romans 8, verse 28. I almost got through a day without a typo, but I didn't. Romans 8, verse 28, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. See in that statement, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So our challenge, our challenge with this proverb is to not only embrace the second part, we want God making our paths straight, but it's to embrace the first part, the condition that leads to the fulfillment of the promise. If in all your ways you acknowledge him, God will make your paths straight. And you'll see that with understanding.
Let's go to God in prayer.